Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of this Monday Live right here on the early line on SportsGrid. He is Donnie. I am Ben. And DRS tonight in Houston, the two best words in sports. Game seven for an American League pennant on the line between two in-state and divisional foes, the Rangers and the Astros. How did we get to game number seven tonight in H-Town? The Rangers keep their season afloat and extend the ALCS to a seventh game. Donnie, six games so far in the American League Championship Series, and all six games have gone the way of the team playing away from home. I mean, they are in the same state, a Texas tilt in the Lone Star State. So maybe there is that familiarity without having to travel all that much. But Texas wins 9-2 to in game number 6 to force a winner-take-all game number 7. And that winner gets the American League pennant tonight in Houston. Yes, they do. And by the way, the life of a power hitter in Major League Baseball. Take a look at Adolis Garcia. He had five at-bats yesterday, mm-hmm. Ben. What happened to four of those? Struck out. What about his other at-bat? Yeah, that's a grand slam home run to put that game away. Credit the Rangers. And also, most of us are so invested on the weekends here. Just watching it because Sunday Night Football game was a really good one. I know a lot of people were excited for that one, and rightfully so, where you sort of like – I actually was watching the Eagles game. Like, oh, 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 the Rangers won 9-2. to two. Wow, that's a game seven yeah. coming up here. So I don't think that game got its due respect. Now, tonight – it's going to go up against a Monday night football game. But to be quite honest, the Monday night football mm. game, the 49ers, Minnesota, yeah, we'll watch, we'll gamble on it and have fun. But baseball really takes center stage tonight. And kudos to the Rangers here. You could have just tucked your tail and ran, and you go back to Houston after that devastating loss on a home run by Jose Altuve and right the ship with a monster victory. They're rolling in with the momentum. A game seven in your own building. You're supposed to win for the Astros. This is why you win the division. This is why you try to play your best baseball over the summer to get it here. But yeah. it doesn't seem like it matters at all. Sometimes you'd rather be on the road with that us-against-the-world mentality. We'll see what the Houston Astros are made of. They're a championship medal team here. We'll see if they can do it again. But credit the Rangers for just not throwing their hands up. Going, ah, you know what? We had our chance, Ben, in Game 5. Didn't get it done. What a massive performance yeah. in Game Number 6. And again, Eovaldi, six and a third, two earned runs, man. This is what you expect from your top performers mm-hmm. here. Great pitching. Let's welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of the opening day of this new week. Live right here on the Early Line, Sirius XM Channel 159. And all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. He is Donnie. I am Ben. So, Donnie, as we look at game number six, you're right. Adolis Garcia, who has been the center focus of these last two games. Of course, there was a scuffle in game number five. Uh, earlier this ALCS that was on Friday night between these two teams back in Texas he was hit late in the baseball game before Jose Altuve hit his 26th MLB postseason career home run to give the Astros the lead and eventually the victory Adolis Garcia a grand salami in the ninth part of a five-run ninth for the Rangers Donnie it was a 3-2 game entering the eighth Mitch Garver his second RBI of the game hit a solo shot earlier an RBI double in the top of the eighth to extend the lead add some insurance and of course the Rangers pulled away in that final inning but Donnie you brought up Nathan Evaldi 
who has been sensational this postseason run for the Rangers. Six and a third yesterday, did allow two earned runs, but Evaldi DRS, a perfect 4-0 here in October for Texas, a 2-4-2 ERA. Meanwhile, on the other side, Framer Valdez, who before the acquisition of Justin Verlander back at the trade deadline, was the ace for the Astros, Donnie. A goose egg so far this playoff run. 0-3 with a 9 ERA for Houston a tale of two pitchers yesterday and it pays off with a victory for the Rangers forcing game number seven yeah maybe you could take a look at the optimistic side here for the Astros well if they win this series eventually Framber Valdez will get back to form because he was fantastic in the postseason last year but if we're looking just on a one game one off here kitchen sink game the Houston Astros are supposed to win this game tonight. We'll break it down in totality a yeah. little bit later in the show, but I'm just impressed by the Rangers here. One of those teams where you enter into the playoffs on a down note, you storm the four, it looks like you're going to give away the farm, you come back, we have a game seven here. This is what baseball is supposed to be about. Two games, a game six yeah. and a game seven. So technically, elimination in both games. We'll see if the Diamondbacks can keep that series alive for the Phillies, but a doubleheader back-to-back doesn't get any better than this in October baseball. Yeah, it is sensational. We will start early in Philadelphia. First pitch scheduled for 5 p.m. Eastern time, followed by game number seven a little bit after 8 p.m. in Houston. Of course, the Astros with home field advantage. It has not meant much so far in this American League Championship Series. The favorites to win the pennant and game seven, of course, minus 126. DRS, though, Texas, a perfect 6-0 now on the road in this October run. They won both games or maybe 7-0 now, excuse me, on the road. They won both games in Tampa in the wild card round, both games as they swept the Orioles in the ALDS, the opening two games of this ALCS, so that's six, make it a perfect 7-0 for the Rangers on the road, Donnie. The old saying goes in playoff series, regardless of sport, a series doesn't really start, Donnie, until a road team gets a win. How do you categorize a series where a home team has not won a baseball game so far? It's not supposed to be that way. It really isn't. And also, when you take a look at Houston, it's a pretty good home field advantage. A dome here amplifies the crowd. So even if they're not all that excited, it still sounds like it's really excited here. You take a look at be like the Philadelphia Phillies. Hey, man, it's a shame they're at home all this time. Boy, they really play so much better on the road. You're not in all sports. It's not supposed to be that way. You're comfortable sleeping in your own bed. You take the same way to the ballpark. You eat the same food. You show up at the same time. You have the same batting eye in the background. If you're a pitcher, you're used to the mound here. It's kind of odd that yeah. neither one of these teams was able to. I do think there's a chance, obviously, they break through tonight in Game 7. Why? Somebody's got to win. It might as well be the home team. Minus 126 on the money line in favor of the Strohs. Again, it's not a huge distinction. Christian Javier, who has been great so far in this playoff run for the Astros, is slated to get the start on the other side. It's Mad Max. What does Scherzer have in Game 7 at this stage of his career following a long layoff due to injury? Of course, we saw earlier in this series it was not the best return for the Rangers or Max Scherzer. Donnie, the favorite right now to win the American League Championship Series MVP, interestingly enough, is Adolis Garcia at two to one but again his team is not the favorite tonight on the road in houston plus 108 for texas minus 126 for the astros donnie i would look at either jordan alvarez or jose altuve if you agree with the odds just from the individual game perspective of game number seven and yes altuve is historic but alvarez is consistent he had the rbi drs early on as houston actually scored the opening run of last night's game Number six, plus 290 for a team favored to win tonight. Not bad odds, DRS, in my estimation, for the hottest hitter in baseball here in October. These are going to be weighted odds. Why? Because sometimes we're humans and we vote on what we saw last. Let one of those guys like Abreu, 14-1, to hit two home runs, including the game winner. He'll wind up winning that MVP of the series here. Watch out here. A breakdown of Game 7, a preview of Game 6 in the NLCS. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... 
get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here in October, a doubleheader of LCS action on the Major League Baseball Diamond tonight. It's game number six in the National League Championship Series. It's a winner-take-all with a pennant at stake. Game number seven in the ALCS in Houston. DRS will preview game number seven to end out this segment. But let's start with game number six as we return to the bank in Philadelphia tonight. Of course, the Phils dominant and impressive at home in the opening two games of the NLCS. They dropped the next two by a single run in both in Arizona against the Diamondbacks and respond with a 6-1 victory in game number five. Bryce Harper stole home. Kyle Schwarber hit his fifth home run in uh, the, the NLCS here. And Bryce Harper hit another solo shot as well. So we return to Philadelphia tonight, DRS, where the Phils are nearly a $2 money line favorite, minus 188, as Aaron Nola gets the nod for the Philadelphia Phillies, as they are one win away, Donnie, from their second consecutive National League pennant. If you're a contrarian, you're probably looking at the Arizona Diamondbacks, and rightfully so. We just talked about those Game 7 odds here between Houston and Texas, and you say, okay, roughly coin flip minus 120. Let's see what happens. It's not a coin flip in Philadelphia tonight. We'll even see no. when some of that larger betting money comes in later in the day for this one, where you see the crowd shots and everybody's going to get amped up, and rightfully so. The Phillies should win this game. But I don't know if I want to run to the window and say, okay, Aaron Nola's been untouchable. He's at home. The Phillies have an unbelievable home field advantage with that atmosphere and the win. It's tough because price points yeah. are everything. Plus 100, Ben, either side. Of course, we're all going to load up on the Philadelphia Phillies. So there's some other ways that I'm going to attack this one. But having said that overall, I'm actually surprised it made it back to Philadelphia, which is a credit to the Arizona Diamondbacks. After those first two games, and especially a 10 to nothing loss, which Merrill Kelly was a part of, you thought that the Phillies probably would just win two of three or maybe even just right. sweep out in Arizona and take the next two games. They didn't. That's a sign of a pretty good baseball team for the Diamondbacks. And also remind ourselves here, I'm trying to build up the Diamondbacks a little bit. You already been in this atmosphere it's not gonna be a shock to the system where it's like yep it's a one game playoff boy we've never heard a crowd this loud and we just couldn't get it together you've been there done that before you need to step up and say you know what it's three to two we actually have two victories here it's not a sweep we didn't go home early here and rightfully so we're gonna play as hard as we can in game six hopefully to get to game seven and it is a kitchen sink game here for the arizona diamondbacks but having said that this isn't the aaron nola that we saw in like april and may like every other start was good and then questionable in the other ones he's been absolutely lights out even more lights out than zach wheeler yeah. if that's possible look at the numbers it's actually correct here the phillies are on a wave right now coming home specifically in the city which has those vibes up from last night that crowd is going to be yeah. rocking by 5 p.m tonight and i don't know if the arizona diamondbacks are going to be able to overcome that as i said do i love taking that side which is so heavily priced no but we're going to take a look at some play props here in just a few moments where probably going to have a little bit more of my money down on them Ben yeah DRS you could look at the run line of course 10 nothing the last time mm -hmm. we saw the fills yeah. against Merrill Kelly in the city of brotherly love you mentioned the atmosphere is going to be rockets at 5 p.m I don't think it's stopped Donnie from last night at the link take a couple of steps across the parking lot there you are at the bank getting ready to go tonight for Philadelphia hosting Arizona now we talked about Merrill Kelly Donnie in game number two he made a comment 
in the pregame press conference that although the atmosphere in Philly had been electric to start and he was appreciative of it, he wasn't sure it would top the atmosphere in Miami during the World Baseball Classic when Kelly, a member of Team USA, played against Venezuela. Well, there was some that took that personally, and I think the Fightins might have taken it personally as well, 10 to nothing against Merrill Kelly. But Donnie, with a focus on Aaron Nola, you want the, the front line of your starting staff to perform the way they have here in October. Zach Wheeler, a gem in game number five, only allowing a single earned run. Aaron Nola, Donnie, three starts in this postseason, all coming in Philly, a perfect 3-0 and a sub-1 ERA 0.96 is the ERA mark for Aranola, who has gone over his strikeout prop, Dottie, in the last two outings. Seven against the Braves in the NLDS, or excuse me, seven in the NLCS against Arizona, nine in the NLDS against Atlanta. He's going to be on the bump. I think for a decent amount of this game tonight, if he continues to perform in the way he has so far in this postseason, I might look at taking the over on that K-prop for Nola as well. Yeah, and also take a look, too. Uh, both bullpens should be rested and ready for this one, having the day off with the travel day. So arrow hands on deck here for Arizona. Here's the questionable part about if you want to back Merrill Kelly. So as he gets into a little bit of trouble, he's coming out of the baseball game. Aaron Nola, that's not going to be the same thing. In Game 7, maybe the Phillies would operate under that way. But if you're just taking a look at the last 92 batters that Aaron Nola's faced here over the past 30 days, which is roughly the playoffs, a K rate of 29%, an 067 combined ISO power number between lefty and righty batters, that's how you win. Because a lot of times, in the playoffs we say this you don't string together an innings like okay walk single 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 and finally you have two runs on the board you got to walk you better be able to drive that baseball into the seats which is what the Phillies are notoriously known for doing if we flip it over and yeah. take a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Merrill Kelly in the game tonight he's been wonderful Ben against right-handed batters last 57 he's faced how about this a 115 ISO and a 242 weighted on base percentage but where he does get into in trouble here is ISO power from the left-hand side his last 36 batters Ben how about this a 320 23 ISO, which again, 170 is the average. He's basically over double that average, which if you line up yeah. left-handed batters in the lineup tonight, Kyle Schwarber against right-handed pitching last month, 447 ISO. Bryce Harper, 519. You better have Schwarber and or Turner in this lineup. If you want them to take them, hit home runs and be all those superstars and the biggest swings yep. of their life tonight, it could be. But I don't think you can go wrong with just lining up Schwarber and Turner, excuse me, Schwarber and Harper with RBI opportunities. One of those two guys is going deep tonight and quite frankly maybe both of them just like they did in game number five where they both went yard in the same inning yeah absolutely so and donnie of course the last time that the phils saw merrill kelly on the bump kyle schwarber hit two home runs he has five home runs so far in this national league championship series five home runs in only four games did not homer in game number three but that is the only time we have not seen a schwarbaum it's why he's a minus 300 favorite to win the nlcs mvp at this moment as more is expected tonight in philadelphia and donnie we talked about the run line for the fills they are Laying a run and a half in this game, minus 188 on that money line. They have won all six of their home games so far in this postseason run by at least two runs, meaning they have covered on the run line at home at the bank. Something to keep in mind if you want to back Philadelphia with a better price than minus 188. If you think for the second time in this series, the Fightins can get to Merrill Kelly early on so donnie now we go to game number seven tonight in houston it's the rangers and the astros max scherzer on the bump for texas on the other mm. side dusty baker counters with christian javier who has been sensational in fact he outdueled scherzer in a big way in game number three of this alcs donnie what do you expect with their seasons on the line an american league pennant at stake in game number seven tonight in houston you know what I love best about this, Ben? Look at the total for this game for a game seven. 
It's nine and a half with Max Scherzer on the mound here. This is supposed to be a game that's, you know, oh, I can't believe it. They're hovering around six here as a total because it would be a kitchen sink game with two good bullpens and hammers on the mound and every yep. run matters. But the fact of the matter is you line up both of these pitchers with the numbers that they provide, this game does track to an over. We should be getting 10 runs. Here's the difference between the Philadelphia Phillies game and this game tonight. With Nola, you know he's going to pitch a while. Merrill Kelly, as long as he stays somewhat, you know, upright, I should say, he'll get at least through five innings. In this game, it's game seven. You might see a starting pitcher come out in the second inning, even if he only has traffic of maybe one or two bases on there and hasn't given up a run yet. That's what's so hard for me to say to myself. Boy, I love the way both of these offensive lineups project against right-handed pitching, which is correct, when you might be getting lefties across the board by the third inning here, which throws off the cap here. I think we do get runs in this game, but a more confident handicap is probably going to come from the Philadelphia Phillies-Arizona Diamondbacks game. Can't wait to see a game seven play out, though. High stakes leverage, man. We will continue to preview both of these games later on in the show. Right now, the Phils plus 115 to win the World Series. They are booked as the favorites. We'll give you our weekend winners and losers up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Our weekend winners live right here on this Monday morning to start off a new week on the early line. Any sport, any team, any individual, it does not matter. Myself, Ben Stevens, and Donnie Wrightside break it down by looking back on the weekend. That was three winners. Three losers. Donnie, please start with your first winner of the weekend. I can see the list, a little peek behind the curtain here on our rundown system. I'm interested to hear the explanation for your mm-hmm. first winner, Donnie Right Side. Like, how do we judge winners and losers, Ben, in life, right? Prosperity, Win- financial success, wins and losses mm-hmm. sometimes, or is it just comfortability in your job and everybody's happy with everything? You don't have to expend too much energy here worrying about the small things like actually winning a national championship or a Big Ten here. And my first win of the week is James Franklin. Donnie, that's ludicrous. How could you do that? Clearly, one of the biggest losses this weekend was taken by Penn State. But what type of loss was taken by James Franklin? He makes $10 million a year. I think he has like a 30-year contract with Penn State. It's called Happy Valley because they're happy with mediocrity in Penn State here. Take a look at James Franklin's record versus top five opponents. He's 1-12 in versus the top 10. He's 3-16 and versus the top 25. He's 13 and 24 and you know what that gets them another extension year after year so in the biggest moments coming up small you could still go home and say hey hun how's that bank account looking it looks really good hey what happens if they fire me it's gonna look even better the biggest win of the week by far is the wool that's pulled over the faces of the penn state public by james franklin he makes a ton of money and does very little. But wait, wait, wait. The best part is they'll go 11-2, and two, they'll win a meaningless New Year's Bowl game, and they'll be like, my God, where would we be without James Franklin? The true winner of the week, Penn State's James Franklin.
That is the biggest backhanded compliment I have ever heard in sports <laughs> media history. What a spin zone that was. Now, in terms of actually being a winner, James Franklin has led Penn State's football program to four seasons of 11 wins in the last seven years. College football is unique because not everything is dictated by conference championships and national titles. In fact, there are very few programs really across the country that are going to contend for a college football playoff and a national championship year in and year out. This year, Penn State should be there, Donnie. I do agree. But if they win 11 games and a Rose Bowl or something of the sort, that is still an incredibly successful season. Unlike my co-host, Donnie Wrightside, I love bowl games. I love the reward they provide for college football programs. And until proven otherwise, the granddaddy of them all in front of the San Gabriel Mountains to start off a new year in Pasadena, California, will always mean something to me. All right, Donnie, my first winner of the weekend the Eagles. When you look at what they did last night, a two-touchdown victory tied at 17 all midway through the third quarter to power back the way they did, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, closing out the football game against the Dolphins who I expect to be there all year long on the other side of the league in the AFC. For me, Philadelphia, the biggest winner of the weekend. To remind everybody, they are right there atop the NFC alongside the San Francisco 49ers and until proven otherwise, Donnie, in my estimation, an appearance in the conference championship runs through the city of brotherly love for a second consecutive year. I think with the statement the Eagles made last night, Philly, my number one winner of the weekend. I mean, sometimes I, I love where you're going with this, too, because it just filters right into my number two winners of the week. And it's not even the Eagles themselves. It's the Eagles uniforms yesterday. I can't no tell doubt. you how many times during the afternoon, every time I got a snippet of what the Eagles are going to wear, I made my wife and daughter repeatedly ask this queer, answer this question. What do you think about those uniforms tonight? Waiting for some smart alecky response to come back. But it never did. Why? Because as fashionistas, as yeah. my daughter and wife are, they love the Kelly Greens, including myself as well. There was no way the Philadelphia Eagles were going to wear their Kelly Greens last night on Sunday Night Football and take a loss in that game. I swear to God, I even had a little epiphany during midway during the game when Cunningham in Kelly Green made a tackle. Well, it's not Randall Cunningham. It was Zach Cunningham no. of the Philadelphia Eagles here. I thought I was watching, you know, Jerome Brown out there and Clyde Simmons and Mike Pitts and Mike yeah. Golick and Reggie White and, and everybody down to Eric out. It was so beautiful on my my eyes last night no doubt even if they would have yeah. lost the game they still would have been a winner in my eyes just because of the clean trip out there ben oh my goodness no no doubt about it drs and they even cover as a three-point home favorite there are a lot of great uniforms around the nfl certainly from the throwback perspective i love the creamsicles for the tampa bay buccaneers i love the giants old logo with the broad stripe underneath but there is no beating the Kelly Greens. Those are just pure beauty to look at. With the throwback logo at the link last night, everybody just going to filter into the bank tonight. The vibes are high in Philadelphia at this moment. My second winner of the weekend, DRS, the Florida State Seminoles. Not just because of an 18-point victory at home, covering as a two-touchdown favorite against Duke, but because of the anarchy we are seeing once again around the ACC. Miami loses because they refuse to take a knee a couple of weekends ago could have been an unbeaten showdown against North Carolina UNC hands Miami their second loss of the year how do the Tar Heels back that up against a one win Virginia team entering they lose by four at home outright against Tony Elliott and the Cavaliers the first ACC win for Virginia the second win of the year overall for UVA so then what happens the weekend prior as well after the Cardinals DRS of Louisville stop Notre Dame they lose by multiple scores against a pit team that entered on a four-game losing skin. There is anarchy everywhere around the ACC except in Tallahassee. Florida State remains perfect and unbeaten. One of the nine remaining undefeated sides at the FBS level. They are the only unbeaten team in the ACC. And as you saw there, Donnie, minus 210 to win the conference championship at 
this moment. Florida State hosts Miami in Tallahassee. That's their toughest test remaining. Florida State wins that football game. They're going to win the ACC title, Donnie. And if that all happens with one loss or less for the Knowles at this moment, and I think it could be a perfect unbeaten streak if they avoid a couple of hiccups or some trips along the way, Florida State and Mike Norvell are going to play in the college football playoff. Yeah, and the only thing we're missing here is Jimbo Fisher to make a backhanded comment like, well, yeah, I set that program up for a lot of success here. You know, we're waiting for that here. But Florida State is a really good ball club. And don't fault them. Yeah, don't fault them for a down ACC. They're handling their business and winning football games in a game against, look, Duke's a really good opponent here. That was a neck-and-neck game halfway through, but the superstars shined at the end. They pulled away and certainly made their backers very happy with that double-digit cover. My final win of the week for me, how about P.J. Walker? How about last week beating the San Francisco 49ers in a game where not many of us even gave them even a prayer close to double-digit dogs at home? They win that. Then you come into this week where you're not taking very many practice reps because it looks like Deshaun Watson's going to come back and be that superstar quarterback you've always hoped here. And Deshaun ducks out one of five with an interception here and five yards. P.J. Walker has no problem here. We're going to win this football game. We're going to put up 39 points doing it. All you need is a pulse on offense here for the Cleveland Browns, and that defense should be able to hold up even though that game scored close to 80 yeah. total combined points which is wild but pj walker man coming off of the bench back-to-back weeks here and providing victories for the browns i know kevin stefanski's like thank goodness for pj walker saving my job because quite frankly what should have happened is pj walker doesn't play so against the niners or the colts you lose both of those games stefanski is probably gone at this point he has a new lease on life why because of pj walker congratulations pj my third winner of the week it wasn't that Browns defense, Donnie, like you even mentioned. It wasn't. 48 combined points in the first half, eight lead changes in the football game, including multiple times in the fourth quarter. P.J. Walker and the Browns do enough. Kareem Hunt scores the winning touchdown under a minute remaining, and Cleveland wins 39-38. The Browns, 4-2. and two. What's happening with Deshaun Watson? We have no clue. We'll ask Dr. David Chow what's going on there to start off our number three. My final winner of the weekend, Donnie, us. We get one final game, NFL week number seven, Monday night in Minneapolis tonight between San Francisco and Minnesota. And then on top of that, we have a doubleheader of October baseball where one game features the two best words in sports. Game seven for an American League pennant at stake in Houston between the Astros and the Rangers in the vibe so high in Philly. How can you not be caught up in the atmosphere and environment? Game number six with the Fightins just one win away from their second consecutive NL pennant. Donnie, as sports fans, as sports betters, what is better than three hugely significant games on the same night? We are in a good spot on this Monday, my friend, following a great weekend of sports as well. Absolutely. And the best one for me tonight is the Phillies playing at 5 o'clock. Like the stars are aligning here for everybody <laughs> that we can stay up and watch some of these games as well. So people are looking out for you, boy, DRS. I can't take all this yeah. stress. So at least stress me out where I can get a comfortable night's sleep and be able to perform in the yeah. morning for the good people. I should have said winner, Donnie Wrightside, 5 p.m. Eastern time schedule first pitch at the bank in Philadelphia. DRS will have more time to go through our remaining losers list here in the next segment, but start us off with your first loser of the weekend. It's the Chargers. Like, I, it's a joke you see the meme out there with the old governator out there in California. That's go, Chargers, go. You know what that is now? No, Chargers. No, because they are a horrendous <laughs> football team. They're, but they're, as I said, they're not even a horrendous football team. They're just horribly managed here. Get a legitimate head coach in there. This team will win football games. Hold on, Charger fans. Next year, you might have a chance. And DRS, there's so much talent offensively for L.A. They bring in a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore who is supposed to unleash this offense and Justin Herbert. Maybe one last saving grace for Brandon Staley, who actually has an offensive background during his time playing football, but was the defensive coordinator for the other L.A. team under Sean McVay with the Rams. They are the worst passing defense in the NFL. They gave up 424 yards against Patrick Mahomes. Listen, it's week seven. But Brandon Staley is going to be looking for a new job at the end of this year. I'm not sure it happens midseason, but he's going to be dismissed as the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. If not, they've got bigger, bigger issues. More losers, but in a fun way, next on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So let's continue with our losers from the weekend that was around the sports landscape before we preview the Monday night finale of week number seven of this NFL season. Donnie, my first loser and your third and final is the same team. It's the Buffalo Bills. And frankly, how could it not be the Buffalo Bills playing an anemic New England offense that had not scored more than 20 points in a game. New England scores 29 against Buffalo yesterday. Mac Jones looks like a quarterback again, and the Pats get their 300th or give Bill Belichick his 300th win as a head coach. New England wins outright Donnie at home as an eight and a half point underdog. How does that happen? For a Buffalo team that was favored by 15 and a half points last weekend on Sunday Night Football against a banged up and completely lifeless offensive line for the New York Giants where Buffalo probably should not have won the game against Big Blue but did because of some goal line gaffes from the G-Men. And then Donnie, you would think, all right. That's enough. After losing in London, after that dismal performance, yes, a win is a win, but still a dismal performance, there would be that intensity for Buffalo to prove, hey, we are one of the best in the AFC as we always claim to be. And that loss, in that spot, against a New England team that has not been good all year long, Donnie, a disappointing weekend to say the least for the Buffalo Bills. No, and let's take a look at the Bills' totality of the season here. You have that game against the Jets on opening night where you get a gift and Aaron Rodgers going down on the first drive of the game. So you say, okay, that should be an easy victory. They lose like, oh, you know, first game there, didn't play all that well. Josh going to get it right. In the next three weeks, you absolutely bludgeon your opponents, the Raiders, yeah. the Commanders, and the Dolphins. And what are we talking about? Oh, look at that. The Buffalo Bills, the best team now in the NFL. Watch out. MVP candidate Josh Allen, and away they go. And then three straight clunkers here, even though they did win against the Giants 14-9. Just brutal. They're going to take on the Buccaneers, should win that game, but quite frankly, they should have won yesterday and should have easily handled the Giants. But look down the horizon here. Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins to end the season once you get going here after that mid-wave during the middle of the season. I don't think things are looking up here for the Buffalo Bills. There's way more questions now than answers from a team that just a few short weeks ago we were saying was maybe one of the most talented in the NFL. Not the case anymore. Certainly a loser of the week and maybe a loser on the season here for us. The Bills, a seven and a half point favorite, a short week to forget what happened in Foxborough and move forward. Thursday night football starts week number eight in Western New York. Again, the Bills, a seven and a half point favorite against Tampa Bay. DRS, our second losers are the same in essence. You're going with the Packers as a whole. I'm going with yeah. Jordan Love, their starting quarterback. Jordan Love, Donnie, got off to a historic start this season as he becomes the new QB in Green Bay, trying to do what is improbable, keep a three-decade run of great quarterback play rolling from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, now to Jordan Love. And although the passing yardage, Donnie, the first two weeks for Green Bay wasn't crazy. Jordan Love had three touchdowns in each game, six in total, without throwing a single INT. Quarterbacks to do that in the last decade or so in the NFL, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Patrick Mahomes 
twice. And then from that point, Jordan Love has thrown only three touchdowns with seven interceptions in the last four games. A 57.5% completion percentage, Donnie, is the worst in the National Football League. It's what Jordan Love's has for a quarterback who has started more than two games this year. And when you lose to the Denver Broncos, that's really as bad as things can be. With long weeks to prepare each and every time, Donnie, a mini bye for Green Bay following Thursday night football against Detroit to have a game against the Raiders and then a bye week after that to come back and get ready for the Broncos two of the worst teams in the NFL two teams with losing records from the AFC West and those are the results you put out there things are not good in Green Bay no they're not good in Green Bay and also you say well you know with the Baltimore Ravens like oh give them some time they're injured here they weren't injured yesterday they were the rested team and they were going up against a team that is minutes away from an absolute fire sale of their roster where you don't even know who is going to be on the team. Obviously, Russell Wilson's yeah. probably going to stay. What running backs are going to get moved? What wide receivers? What more pass rushers are going to be on the move? That's embarrassing. Also, let's keep in mind yesterday. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers had a week to get ready for one of the worst statistical defenses in NFL history. You were healthy again with Aaron Jones coming back at running back. With Christian Watson, another week clear of that hamstring injury. He put up 17 points. And also, in a game where say, hey, Give your quarterback a chance to go down and kick a field goal and win us the football game. A horrendous interception to end that game overall yeah. for the Green Bay Packers. This is what we talked about where since like 1992, Brett Favre hands off the baton to Aaron Rodgers. Now you're dealing with, yeah. oh, no, I think we might have whiffed here on a quarterback. And keep in mind, Ben, as well, this isn't Jordan Love drafted last year and he's going to get his bumps and bruises. He's an mm -hmm. NFL veteran at this point with how many years he's been in the league and still not performing at that high level. LaFleur needs to make some changes here. Maybe it's the quarterback here of the future who's not there right now three straight losses for green bay a two and four record again everybody in the nfc north two games below 500 or worse outside of the detroit lions who have a five and two mark we'll talk about one of those teams from the nfc north in a moment but quickly here drs before we transition Dabo Sweeney is my final loser of the weekend and that's what Dabo is a big fat loser clemson has lost three games this year and despite the rs the past two years giving the tigers a small little break disastrous years by relative standards in death valley still won double digit games still won the seventh acc title in the last eight years for clemson a season ago but donnie he has not been able to keep up with the changing times in college football, he is not a fan of name image likeness. He is not fan of the transfer portal. He is not added to a roster that needs more talent offensively. It's the same offensive scheme that has Clemson behind the eight ball. And all that to say, Donnie, fine. Results on the football field are one thing. When he was asked, because Clemson actually has a sports psychologist as a part of their football program, how they will deal with the mentality moving forward, already suffering three losses all in the ACC so far this year after the game, Dabo Sweeney said, well, he's probably on suicide watch right now. Just so nearsighted. So ignorant of Dabo Sweeney. A just ridiculous comment, an idiotic comment for a guy that continues to cast blame on everybody else and never looks at himself internally for mismanaging a football program and changing times in college football. He is my final loser of the weekend, Donnie. And by the way, maybe losing the team just a little bit because how rare is it that a quarterback at the end of the football game has a straight handoff and goes, you know what, coach? You've been calling a horrible game. I'm going to keep this one myself. And then goes backwards for like an eight-yard loss. You end up losing the football game there. And of course, Dabo is going to be very upset with that. But that's sort of when you see like some of those changes to the locker room situation. You hit home runs. Deshaun Watson was unbelievable. Trevor Lawrence was unbelievable. Then you go to DJ Uyunglele and it's like, okay, he's supposed to be really good. Why aren't we seeing any signs of life in a passing game? And then you say, well, that's okay. DJU is not a really good quarterback. Maybe he was overexposed here. Let's go right to Club Nick here, who's a five-star athlete, and it doesn't look like he's yeah. anywhere near five-star at this point in that offense. So maybe there is a changing of the tides at Clemson, but it always gets back to the point where Dabo Swinney out here going like, I don't understand. Like, we kill everybody. I tell you how great we are for 10 years. And we start to have a down year, and people were, like, upset at me for this. Yes, they're upset at that. Because you set a high yeah. mark of national championship or bust. Then you want to tell your own fan base, what do you mean national championship or bust? 
We never talked about that around this organization or, you know, winning championships every year is the only thing that matters. Yes, it is. Welcome to high stakes football here. And the fact of the matter that you tell your own fan base, hey, maybe we don't need the fringe fans here because they expect us to win every week. Welcome to making like $10 million a year as a head coach here. Stop the madness, Dabo. Looks terrible, man. You would never hear premier head coaches around college football utter those types of words. I should lose more games to get some of the fringe fan base off the bandwagon. Again, a loser in every sense of the word. All right, Donnie, Monday Night Football in Minneapolis tonight. The Vikings host the San Francisco 49ers. A total of 43, a spread at six and a half points in favor of San Francisco. Of course, coming off their first loss of the year, surprisingly so, Jake Moody misses what would have been a 41-yard game-winning field goal wide right against the Cleveland Browns, losing outright as north of a touchdown favorite on the road. Here they are, Donnie, near a touchdown favorite on the road. We've seen it at north of a touchdown earlier in the week when the injury news around San Francisco was more optimistic. Hey, no significant injuries for Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, or Trent Williams. But, Donnie, the injury report, the big issue tonight for San Fran. Debo has already been ruled out. Trent Williams is listed as doubtful and Christian McCaffrey listed as questionable with with that oblique strain. So Donnie, knowing all of that, how do you project this game for the 49ers in Minnesota against the Vikes? Look, you still should win if you're the 49ers here. But again, it is a road game here. It's not a must-win situation for either one of these ball clubs. The 49ers win or lost, they're probably still going to win the division and do some damage here in the playoffs. But looking from a Vikings perspective, I don't really know what they're playing for at this point here. No Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. Even if they say, hey, we'd like to move on from you and help resile our draft picks. We even send you to a contender here. Kirk's like, no, nah, I'm good. I should like the local Target and the Walmart that's around my house. And I don't think I really want to move out of Minnesota at this point. If you're looking at this game over Overall, for myself, there's two ways to bet this year. We don't know what we're getting out of Christian McCaffrey, but I can guarantee you one thing. It's the same thing I thought about Julio Jones with the possibility for the Eagles to throw him a you know a couple balls in the red zone because that's primarily where his packages would come from. That never was the case yesterday. But Christian McCaffrey, there's a streak on the line, and it, I don't care what organization, yeah. what player you are, everybody knows about streaks. It would be like Jason Kelsey, who started so many games at center for the Philadelphia Eagles, about to break one of the all-time records here with consecutive games started. If his ankle flared up a little bit you know what they would probably do hey look see if he can gut it out give it a go in that first drive if he can't you come out of the football game we put a backup center in why because they want to keep that streak alive also took a like McCaffrey tonight if he is a little bit harmed are we handing him the football on our own 30 yard line on our own 40 yard line or how about this first and goal from the two hey Christian get out there punch this one in and help us out I don't know what his workload's going to be but I guarantee it's going to be 100% he's getting the first shots and touchdowns in the red zone if there's an opportunity for that so the way I would go Christian McCaffrey any time touchdown tonight if he does play he's not out there to be a cameo they're going to use him effectively and certainly that will be in the red zone Ben 14 consecutive games finding pay dirt for run C M C again DRS the story for the Vikings is the same a two and four record and six games all decided by a single score last year 11 and 0 in those games decided by a single score this year everyone all six they've only won two of them Donnie we know that Minnesota is going to throw the football 68.9 percent of their plays come through the air it's the highest passing play percentage in the National Football League. There is some talk, Donnie, that Brock Purdy remains just a system quarterback. He did not look good last week on the road in Cleveland without the services of Debo Samuel or Christian McCaffrey for a good majority of that game. If more of the onus, Donnie, is on Purdy tonight, what do you think that means for his props? No, it should be high. It really should. Now, granted, you'd love to have Debo Samuel in the lineup here to help you out with some of that yak yardage. But look, we're not looking at a fantastic defense overall for Minnesota. Now, Daniel Hunter is a really good defensive end. And if Trent Williams doesn't go tonight, that's one of those spotlights mm. you might keep an eye on. But if we're expecting Brock Purdy, where everybody's like, hey, man, he's a great quarterback. He's great in the system. Don't give me any excuses. Because the fact that they lost to Cleveland, it's like, oh, the excuse is he didn't have McCaffrey for some of the game in Debo. Nobody else gets that benefit of the doubt. You don't hear that come up for Jalen Hurts or a two-attack of or Josh Allen here or Dak Prescott. You need to perform with the players out there on the field, especially in a game you're supposed to win. Keep in mind, they're favored by a touchdown on the road. They're not getting seven. Yeah. It's like, oh, anything we get is fine. I expect Brock Purdy to be good tonight. Why? He's supposed to be good in this spot, Ben. It's a great point, Donnie. And we'll hear from the public how they think this Monday night football game is going to play out next year to end out hour number two. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rounding out hour number two of the early line live right here on this Monday on SportsGrid. I am Ben. Donnie is here and the SportsGrid app is always here. You can scan the QR code that's about to be on your screen. Oh, there it is. All of our information, all of our insight in the palm of your hand available on both the Apple and the Play Store. Five-star plays, best bets, insight, and information all in the Spiz Grizz app. Donnie, we also get information from outside of the Sports Grid app. We love hearing from the people, seeing how they evaluate things around the sports landscape. So with one final game, NFL week number seven of this 2023 regular season, tonight in the Twin Cities between the Vikings and the Niners what's the best bet we find out all together and fade the public what is the best bet for Monday night football is it San Francisco as nearly a touchdown favorite but just under the number six and a half points in favor of the 49ers is it the Vikings as a six and a half point underdog is it over the total Johnny or Donnie excuse me of 43 points is it under that total of 43 points Johnny tell us what do you like tonight in Monday night football as we look at the results of what the public likes here 44 percent going with San Francisco. Now we really surprised where the public's going tonight with 44% of the vote. The top vote getters here, the yeah. Niners at minus six and a half, 17% here for the Vikings. You know, my vote actually went on the under 43. Now, if we would have rewound mm. this about two weeks here and Justin Jefferson was playing out here and also a healthy Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, a healthy offensive line yeah. for the 49ers, this might have been completely different. And quite frankly, it wouldn't be 43. We'd probably be looking at 46 and a half, 47 in that range. But I'm going with the under tonight, which again, most people going with the over in this scenario so uh, 17.1 percent on the under 17.1 percent on the vikings here so we got to decide a public advantage tonight ben here donnie that is your name donnie i kind of agree Mm. with the public but the public got hammered throughout the the weekend throughout this nfl slate we'll talk about it when hour three starts in 55 seconds reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 